0: So I don't know what it is about NFL running backs, uh, you know, switching gears and stepping into the boxing ring, but obviously we had Frank Gore uh, get wrecked by former NBA star Darren Williams. And, uh, and then the latest, too, when Jake Paul's fight uh, against Tyron Woodley, uh, Le'Veon Bell was apparently perturbed by the choice of uh, competition there. And he said on Twitter, Mark, I'm tired of watching him outbox people who don't even want to box. If he want, if he wants a boxing match, a real one, he'd fight me. Period. (laughs) Stop (laughs) fighting small dudes who can't box. That is rich. I I didn't know L'Avio Bell was a boxer. So yeah, I
1: I love that. He just asserted himself into the boxing thing. I mean, Frank Gore got rocked. And and you know absolutely destroyed. It's crazy. Darren Williams. You forget, and this is like a funny photo I saw last week when Steph Curry broke the all-time three-point record. I don't know if you saw that photo going around. Oh, yeah. there. Miles Garrett was at the game, and Miles Garrett like dapped up Steph Curry on the court. They stare each other eye to eye. Now, yeah, Miles, it's just crazy. You know, Miles <laughs> Garrett is obviously much physically bigger, but that's when you start to realize, like, oh shit, these NBA guys, like yep. the small, small NBA guys, are still. Really tall human beings. I mean 6'3", 6'4", like big dudes, like not not small dudes
0: And we would we would be like look like miniature you know, well, individuals, know. if we're out there on the court,
1: you're six, four, <laughs> I'm six, five. Yeah. yeah. We, 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 oh, we, we but like, comparatively you look like super tiny. Yeah. We would know? look, yeah. We would look like Steph Curry for yeah. sure. I mean, you know what I mean? I, much fatter on my end, uh, you much balder, but <laughs> otherwise, <weird>. otherwise <laughs> both much slower, but otherwise, you know, we're basically Steph Curry uh, and it is crazy to think about. I mean, you know, but so and Darren Williams rocked it, but yeah, Le'Veon bell. Listen, I want to watch someone who can kick Jake Paul's ass. I'm not a, I'm not a Jake Paul guy. Agreed. I'm not a Logan Paul guy either. I think they're both um, just not good human beings. So I don't want to like, I don't want to buy, I'll never buy their pay-per-view. If it's on at a bar, I might go watch it. I'm not going to give my money to the Paul brothers. You know what I mean? I'll give my they money. Got to enough Tyson of it anyway. Fury. You know, I'll give my money to Tyson Fury and to Deontay sure. Wilder and to Anthony Joshua uh, the big, the the legit heavyweight boxers in the world right now who are all very very talented. Watch them fight. I, I'm I've always been a heavyweight boxing fan, but oh, and yeah. in the, in the heavyweight boxing division is so good right now. de Ruiz. Yeah, it's swinging you
0: know. back to where yeah. you know it was in the heyday of boxing. There was that so guy who good. took
1: out. He's I can't pronounce his name. It's the most incredible name I've ever seen on paper besides Giannis Antetokounmpo. This like Polish guy who beat uh, who beat Auntie Joshua like two months ago for kind of that fight like flew under the radar. But um, yeah, you know, if Le'Veon Bell is the one who wants to do it, I will happily watch the highlights when they show up on Twitter after the fight. Yeah. You know what I, mean? I will happily do that. If, and I would love to watch someone try to kick Jake Paul's ass. That's for sure.
0: Well, look, I mean, look, Le'Veon Bell coming into the league was actually a super stocky running back. I mean, he was, and yeah. he was big for a running back. He was six, two, he was like two forty.
1: I don't know how coming big out Jay of the Paul draft, is, but I don't know if he's six
0: Yeah. But I just, I mean, when after that first year with the Steelers, they made him slim down drastically. He doesn't strike me as like the, the bulky type of fighter that'd be able to take on a Jake Paul. But I mean, I would love to be proven wrong in that aspect. But yeah, yeah, it's just interesting to see them throw themselves in the ring, especially, you know, maybe just a month or so after getting cut. And it appears Le'Veon Bell's NFL career is over. Um, this would so be Jake an Paul's opportunity six, for him to get in. Jake there. Paul's
1: six-one. Okay. Yeah. So I mean, he's like right there. Six so. one. And he 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 uh weight wise, they have him. I don't it's know. It's got to be like, like two twenty, maybe something around there in the cruiserweight division. I'm not getting exactly Yeah, oh, 180, so 180, 190 pounds. Really? Wow. That actually, So 6'1", 6'1", 6, 6, 1, 6, 1, 190. That's I feel like funny. Le'Veon would have to cut
0: even more down because he's, he's like probably like two ten. the last I, you know, got, yeah. so yeah, I don't know. We'll see how that works, but either way, um, unless he's been taking boxing classes, uh, yeah. I, there's a lot of people, and I'm not saying Le'Veon Bell is one of them, that think that boxing is literally just like fighting. Like some people think, oh, yeah. I am strong and I can fight people. It's like, uh, yeah, there's there's a reason these people are professionals. Like it's a very, uh, you know, specific process and uh, you know a very technical uh, sport. Oh, as totally. Well. And, so, and
1: I will give I will give Jake Paul credit. He is training now. 100 percent of what he does right now is just boxing training. Oh yeah. And I mean, I, whatever YouTube content or whatever he does, but like he is, that's what he is trying to do. He is trying to be the, the Conor McGregor of putting random dudes in a ring and, and kicking their butt and like beating B-list celebrities and other people who are considered boxers, Tommy Fury, the guy backed out, would they had to fight him again. is kind of the same vein. I mean, his brother is the best fighter in the planet right now, Tyson Fury, sure. but he's just, you know, it, it, it's a, uh, I know it's weird, but it, the NFL guys I think should stay out of the ring, especially after Frank Gore. Because, yeah, anyone who you were like, someone could kick someone's ass, you'd be like, Frank Gore, and he got rocked by Darren Williams.
0: Very true. Yeah, I actually thought he would have, you know, done well, at least he'll, he'll hold his own in that one. Um, but yeah, that was that was an interesting, uh, way to see things play out. You just saw uh, one NFL guys to uh, play NFL football, and it. For many games yesterday, Mark, it didn't seem like there was NFL
1: football being played. Lord, guy, no. what a I don't know how weird, much we're going to see tonight either.
0: <laughs> very true. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to be interesting. Obviously, we started the week off with all of the uh, you know COVID news, so some of the Saturday games getting yep. moved, uh, a Sunday game getting moved. So now we have two tonight on Monday and uh, two Tuesday night as well. So still a few games to uh, help decide things, but in terms of the playoff picture, Mark. Not a whole lot should be fluctuating over the next two days. No. Um, outside of, you know, some of the wild card hunts into those, you know, maybe like eight seeds, nine seeds, and stuff like that. Well, I mean, the the Browns the, have a chance here, too. Well, the
1: Browns and the Rams, they're the ones who are, the two but even with the Arizona loss, and if the Rams win on Tuesday, they'll still be in the wild card. They'll still technically be tiebreakers have Arizona still in the lead of the division, even though they'll have the same record at that point, uh, they're against each other, but I think it's games in division or something like that, but we'll start talking about it. The Rams and for the Rams and for uh, the, uh, for the, for the Browns this these games are huge today and tomorrow.
0: 100%. And um, you know, not only for in their division, but as we've mentioned, you know, you're, you're fighting against so many other teams in your respective conference to yeah. put yourself in that position. The Browns, especially given the AFC North is complete and total toss up at this point. Um, and with the Rams, you know, still fighting, uh, hoping to take advantage of an ailing Cardinals team that we'll talk about yeah. here shortly. Uh, but so obviously we had some fluctuations there in the playoff picture standings. So we'll kind of get right into that Mark, because a couple teams putting themselves uh, jumping a few, into the number one spot. We had our first overall clincher being the green Bay Packers uh, who have uh, secured themselves uh, that division and um, you know, with a big win over the Ravens. So I guess we can talk about that with them being the one seed right now at 11 and three. And, you know, obviously a huge win there for the Packers. Uh, Not only are the Ravens a good team, even though they were without Lamar Jackson, they had a, you know, a down and out defense, especially in the secondary, still a good team. Obviously it showed because they put up hell of a fight. Yeah. Uh, But Aaron Rodgers had a signature Aaron Rodgers day. And I mean, for even though it was an AFC opponent and all of those things, this was a super important win for them to, to get the clincher early and, you know, to secure that, give yourself some cushion, way better to do that now than in two weeks from now or the final week of the season.
1: So I absolutely loved what the Ravens did on Sunday, even in a loss. There's so much of what I love, what the Ravens did. And we'll talk about the Packers uh, quickly. I'll, I'll just say this about the Packers. That is exactly how you, you hope that game goes down. I know your defense didn't play the way you wanted it to Aaron though, played really well offensively. Their offense is clicking still right now. I mean, some of the throws he makes and the routes that him and Devonte Adams, they're like, they have a next level connection. Chemistry, I mean, it, it, absolutely. It reminds yeah. you of like the all time great ones. I mean, his connection with Jordy, uh, but even yep. then this Marvin seems- Harrison
0: and Peyton, yes. you know, it seems like that
1: Brady Gronk, like it may, it, it, it but it's even more special than what he had with Jordy, just because you see the athletic ability of a Devontae Adams is a little bit more. I mean, Jordy was uh, maybe, I mean. But Devonta Adams, is a, his technical route running is insane. His footwork's insane. But I'll say this. You, you look at that game at the beginning of the season, again, on the schedule, and you say, crap, late season. We're in Baltimore. God, that's going to yeah. be tough. And you squeak out a win against a, a backup quarterback. Uh, I didn't love, first of all, I didn't love the game plan overall. I thought they made Huntley throw the ball way too many times. Latavius Murray, I thought it was having, you know, when the chance that he got to run the ball, I thought he had a, a very nice game. He still got stuff left in the tank. Um, I absolutely love the Ravens benching Lamar Jackson for this game. I screamed it on my show Saturday morning. Um, and, and what, what I, what I, what I kept preaching was at the Ravens. I'm so glad that they listen to my show and they take my advice. <laughs> exactly. Is that he's, this game did not matter to them. It did not matter. They had four games remaining Packers, Bengals, uh, uh, Rams Steelers. The only two games that matter in that four games is the Bengals Steelers. That's all that matters. It's literally all that matters. If you win those two games, you win your division and you host a playoff game. You're not going to be the one seed. That one seed had slipped you weeks ago when you, when you dropped a couple bad losses and how, all the injuries that piled up, you just weren't going to get the one seat. So forget about that. Focus on winning your division and winning those games. And when Lamar Jackson rolled that ankle last week, so first thing I kept saying is all the sm- only thing you should be doing is focusing on the Bengals and the Steelers, get him healthy. And Huntley came out and played a really good game. I thought they made him throw the ball way too much. And then I love, 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 love them going for two is Alex. Like knows. Cause he, he tweet. He saw my tweet. And then I immediately tweeted out as the play call was going. No dear God. What kind of play call was this? I love the formation they lined up in before the Packers timeout. Or maybe they took a timeout to see what the Packers line in defensively, whatever happened. There was then the timeout. Then they line up spread out and they roll Huntley to the to the right and he makes a throw moving to his right on the right. It just didn't have a chance. Even though there was Marquise Brown, I think you had mentioned open in the back of the end zone. Can yeah. You, didn't see him, but and you can't clean. really
0: expect him, no. you know, to by the way, that that obviously that's our bold strategy of the week. And it was a yeah, pretty clear I, I, I jumped,
1: one. I jumped. Against, a, I jumped
0: that's against. all right. I mean, Hey, we, we don't have to follow any specific uh, formula on that.
1: So bold strategy cotton. Let's see if it pays off for him.
0: Yeah. Um. That it, it's so very clearly the bold strategy of the week for those reasons. And yeah, Marquise Brown was open, but also it, to your point about the play call in general, that he clearly wasn't the hot read that was going to Mark Andrews all day. Yeah. So it's a lot to ask your backup quarterback to one, that, that's why it was a bad call because you I don't like those calls for Aaron, for Aaron Rodgers is the quarterback. I hate in the red zone shortening the field even more than it's already shortened yeah, for yourself. I agree. If you're now giving yourself a, a, a very small window on the right side of the field to work with. You let the defense basically hang in there. The only thing you can make out of that is some sort of improvisational play where someone ends up going the other way. Yeah. And and you end up finding a pocket over there. It there's too many that could go wrong. I agree. And with though. Lamar
1: Jackson, I'm more comfortable with that because his scene yes. Huntley and I tweeted this out through the game. You're at, I, Huntley, they need to sign him right now to whatever deal he wants, like a yeah. seven-year whatever Lamar's deal is. Would they sign him finally? Sign Huntley to the same thing for like what whatever his or the length. Is, you feel comfortable the length. Yeah. Because he's the perfect backup for Lamar Jackson. Definitely. Is. I think he throws the ball almost as well as far as arm strength. It's not as great. And I do think he is he's not as accurate as Lamar, but he, he can run that offense. And then he runs the ball at about 70% of Lamar Jackson, which is a very efficient, which means you're one of the best running quarterbacks in the league. And I just think they feel comfortable with him. And Lamar, the way he plays, is going to miss... Three, four games a year, especially in an 18-game season. Um, and so and so 17 game, but eventually it'll go, it'll go that way. Definitely going but that route. Absolutely. I I just thought I just thought you line up in power. You have two options. Spread everyone out, but then sit in the pocket. Make them try to get you off, but then you can scramble left or right. When you go right, you immediately then are stuck on the right side of the field. If you sit in the pocket, you go left, right, or you can squirt up the middle if you're running the ball. Or just run a power eye like you did with a quarterback keeper and have Latavius Murray and Mark Andrews in the backfield with you to help push you into the end zone. You know what I mean? Do yeah. the old Matt Liner, Reggie Bush, mind him, just push him in. Uh, I just didn't understand that play call. The, the Packers defense was gassed at that point in time. Their big their front seven was getting uh absolutely ran on. I just didn't understand why you didn't just let your guys push their guys uh two yards forward and fall in the end zone. But Credit to the Packers coming out of there with a win. And, and I think overall credit to the Ravens for making a smart call to, to, to go for it for two bad decision on the play call for two, but overall they win because they rested Lamar Jackson and he's healthy for the Bengals game next week. I'm pretty sure it's Bengals, then Steelers the end of the season, right?
0: Correct. Yeah, it's, yeah. The Steelers game is absolutely the, uh, the season finale. So yeah, that's big. Um, and obviously the Bengals game is big now too, because the Bengals uh, huge, right now them. hold the division uh, because they were able to get a very close hard fought win against the Denver Broncos. Um, but we'll get to that in just a, a moment. I do want to say for the last word on that um, two point conversion, after having a little bit more time to think about it and the situation, I don't actually know. I guess at least allow me to play devil's advocate in the fact that I, I can understand now a little bit more what some of the critics have said. Now people have given multiple reasons for why they didn't like the call to go for it. I thought the call at the time to go for it was perfectly fine. They weren't stopping green Bay and they wanted to try and win it outright. The one argument that I think holds weight is that there was still 42 seconds on the clock. So you go for it. You're up one, but you don't trust your defense to stop Aaron Rodgers. I don't trust them then in that situation to stop him for 42 seconds to get into field goal range against one of the historically better kickers. Um, So if there was 20 seconds on the clock, okay, definitely go for two. No question. This one
1: with 42 seconds
0: on the clock, maybe there is a little bit more wiggle room there to say, maybe they should have taken the points and hope for the best. And maybe they get the ball first in overtime because the Packers hadn't stopped them on offense really much either. Um, Nonetheless, I think it's encouraging for the Ravens to see how they performed without, you know, uh, uh, Jimmy Smith too. Like they were already banged up in the secondary and then Jimmy Smith couldn't play and Lamar doesn't play. And you still almost beat what we now deem is probably the best team in football. That's pretty encouraging. If I'm Baltimore, And then if you're Green Bay, it's still, like you mentioned, it's a great win on the road. Aaron Rodgers uh, played great. And uh, as we'll kind of allude to later on uh, towards the end of this episode, when we give our kind of MVP watch, um, he made his case to insert himself into that conversation. If he hadn't already been in there.
1: Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll say this. I think you make a great point about, about, you know, with the timing, I will also just add no, no man in that Ravens locker room at the end of the game was mad. They went, they went for two instead right, of King. exactly. Yep. So he stays, he keeps his locker room with him. Harbaugh. And he's a great coach, but also I'm one of those people where the Ravens, because of other things they've done throughout the season, put themselves in a position where that didn't lose them their season. You know what I mean? I know right now, technically they're out of the playoffs, you know, behind the chargers, the Bengals, the Colts, the bills, but, they still have their season in front of them. They have three games left, two of them in division. Like we've been saying, if this was the, if it's the final game of the season and it's them versus the Steelers and the Steelers are now up by one and it's overtime. you know what I mean? Then I would say, kick the ball and extend your right. season. Give yourself a chance to extend your season uh, because you never know what can happen. The next play, like give yourself a chance. You want to extend your season. This It was not an extend your season moment. Your season's still plenty of season in front of you to control your destiny to still win your division and get in the playoffs and host a playoff game.
0: Yeah, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty in a lot of these things, and obviously people are looking at it now that they've lost two games in recent weeks going for two at the end of the game, and I can understand that, but at the end of the day, I do still totally understand the call, and I think he's getting maybe a little bit unnecessary amount of heat for that uh, it's just who they are. And look, they'll be on the winning side of that plenty of times as well. So yeah. it's just one of those situations, but I agree there. Um, so we'll stay in the NFC here with that playoff picture, Mark, and the Cowboys moving up two spots now to the two seed. They're at 10 and four. I mean, Packers at 11, three Cowboys at 10 and four. I mean, Cowboys are even putting themselves in a potential spot here to compete for a one seed If the Packers somehow falter in one of these final games, Um they're not, it's not looking super pretty all the time, but man, that Cowboys defense is looking really, really good. And that was something preseason that I don't think we necessarily anticipated for for like Micah Parsons to have the impact he's having, for Trayvon Diggs to be the player he is, yeah. Ten interceptions for him this year. Um, yes, the offense had its moments. You know, Zeke seemed to you know like to have one of his more back to form games. Even though he only had fifty yards, he was he had some really nice runs in there. Sprinkled in with a couple um catches. And uh the defense just ended up winning the game for them too, with just how well they dominated New York. It is the Giants, though, right? I mean, it's what we yeah. expected. Um, but nonetheless, I mean, this is a Dallas team, and this is what I kind of said at the beginning that they were in my predictions to win 12 games, and uh, they're still very much, you know, in firm play for for a 12 and five uh finish, uh, if not potentially a better one. They're they're looking like they'll be all right uh here and and they're going to win this division. So
1: very sly of you to slide that in, give credit to yourself for calling this with the Cowboys. I had uh, to, since I had
0: the Carolina Panthers winning say, the division, uh, the, that Carolina, is something people, to help. Hey, we each,
1: whichever on Hey, you called coach getting fired mid season too. That was you. You, you had that one. So kudos to you as well. No, no,
0: no. I said no coach though. I said, oh, no coach no, will get though. fired mid season. I we forgot oh, to mention so you, that last episode, obviously Urban Meyer wrecked it for me. Yeah, that guy, Kicking kickers was the downfall of my bold predictions. Yeah.
1: So, so, um, so you know, I'll say this about the Cowboys. I think you you said everything there in one quick sentence. The defense won it for them, yeah. and the defense has been winning it for them lately a lot. And they have a fairly workable schedule down the stretch. I think it's Philly, Washington, and Arizona, if I'm not mistaken. And Arizona now doesn't look like world beaters at all. I mean, we'll talk about them coming on up here in a bit but I'll just say this for the Cowboys right now. I'd be, I'd be a little concerned. Dak has not looked great, but this defense is playing well enough now to where you don't need Dak to look great. If this defense plays like that, uh, Micah Parsons and, and Diggs both have a case for defensive player of the year. They both do. Micah Parsons is already your, your, your defensive rookie of the year, but he has a case to be the, 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 the do the thing that, um, uh, that hasn't been done since Lauren Taylor, where you win rookie of the year and defensive player of the year. He really could. I mean, well, oh, yeah, he's right
0: absolutely in contention for that. He's incredible. Phenomenal.
1: And Micah Parsons, I mean, sorry. And, uh, and Trayvon Diggs as well. It's just been phenomenal. So credit to Dallas. I mean, that's how you, you want to win football games in in December and January and February concern is they have the weapons there. And Dak is, uh, Jerry says on the radio show that he does, which is just insane. Uh, that he's healthy. So where's the production at? I do though, already love the idea of Dallas in green Bay for the NFC championship game, the Mike McCarthy revenge game, inject that into my base. Oh man. Mike yeah. McCarthy I didn't even think about beat, that. Yeah. If Mike McCarthy were to beat Aaron Rodgers uh, and get revenge. Uh, that would be pretty amazing. Uh, but anyway, and for
0: the, for the team, you know, with the Des Bryant catch, yes, that wasn't yes. ruled a catch. The, yeah the, like Mike for Mike McCarthy to be the one that gives Dallas the redemption in the Green Bay Packers funny. like what, that would be poetic for sure no question
1: So uh so anyways I you know the, Credit to Dallas's defense I'm concerned about their offense I think that'll show up and I'll talk about it more in the uh, in the and the and the, the Super Bowl playing.
0: Yeah absolutely uh moving down the list here and it's the Tampa Bay Buccaneers that are in the 3 seed they fall down a spot from being the two seed they are now 10 and four after getting shut out uh by wow. the new orleans saints tom brady's first shutout since 2006 it's been quite a while nick since saban tom did that to him yes so that just shows you right there to brandy <laughs> context nick saban yeah. was in the nfl the last time kids yeah Brady, our young yeah. listeners yeah yeah <laughs> he was actually an nfl coach at it for a time um really rough outing there for tampa Just in general, obviously, they couldn't get anything going. Mike Evans leaves early with an injury. Chris Godwin, we are learning now. As of today, they initially thought it was an MCL injury, which he left the game early with. It has now been ruled an ACL. Torn. His season is done. That's a brutal blow to Tampa. And now with the news of them retaining Antonio Brown, maybe that makes a little bit more sense now with the team in a a more desperate situation in terms of needing some of those outside weapons. But – to the game itself, you know, to be held scoreless kind of says it all for you. Um, Tampa's defense did what you would expect it to do. I mean, they held New Orleans to nine points, three field goals. You can't ask for much yeah. more than that. Um, but Tom Brady out of sync, just wasn't able to connect with anyone. You know, he threw an ill-timed interception um, there late. Uh, obviously, you could tell he was super frustrated. He threw a Microsoft Surface. He was yelling, uh, apparently threw an F-bomb at the opposing coaches at one point. Tom Brady, really, they they had him on edge in this one for sure, and that you could tell uh, that this guy was pissed off.
1: I, I, you know, this is one of those weird ones, and, and um, you didn't know how to explain it. You're watching the game, and it just felt like everything was just like in a twilight zone type of thing. And, you know, credit to the Saints for keeping themselves alive. They are now the seventh seed. Uh, depending on what happens with the football team and the Eagles uh, game. And, and uh, uh, they, you know, they, they stopped a long skid and you know, me, I've been out on the saints since they lost Jameis. And so I don't think the saints are going to make the playoffs, but this was a nice, you know, feather in the cap for the saints organization defensively. They still got a bunch of guys and kind of, like I said, last week, If you're a Saints team right now, you're playing to just try to impress free agent quarterbacks. You know what I mean? Sure. You want to come here, like, or can we trade to get a guy to you know to come here and be with Sean Payton? Um, but but for the Bucks, I'm not worried. I'm not panicking. I I I jokingly was saying on my uh, radio show this morning, there's two teams in the NFL who I would not want to be at practice with this week, and it was the Tampa Bucks and the New England Patriots. Right. Those for the New England Patriots this week are going to be brutal. Uh, and, uh, and I expect both teams to be in a really better position and, and bounce back. You know, it's a stinker. It's a dud. It just goes to show you too. It's hard to win in the NFL, man, and consistently win and things can go wrong. And a lot of things, injuries, uh, you know, COVID. Now everyone's dealing with you. you have key key, pos- you know, key coaches out on all sides. It's hard to win. Even the goat uh, can get shut out and uh, on a night's notice at home. Yeah, but I'm not going to, I'm not going to put too much worry into it. If it's a trend, I'll give the the bucks a week of like, okay, let's just forget it. Put it in the trash. If, if see what happens next week and then I'll start to get concerned or not.
0: Yeah. I mean, Tom threw 48 times in this game and
1: too many, um,
0: you know, when he's thrown that or more just four times this year, he's two and two. So there, yeah. you know, it's obviously it's. He's one of those guys that bucks a lot of trends where, you know, it almost isn't as big of a factor as, you know, another quarterback would be Owen four when they throw 50 plus times. Um, But that does just go to show you though, that, you know, this isn't the team that they've wanted to be or the team they have been. I mean, they've, they've prided themselves on like Leonard Fournette really getting to, you know, take that even next step this year from where he was in the playoffs. And it's interesting, you know, they barely been using Ronald Jones this game. He actually goes off for eight yards of carry and it, and it's all for naught. you know, he had 63 yards on eight carries in this one, but it just wasn't enough. They could never, you know, get no rhythm at all. And so that forces you to throw the passes a lot. It's a dud. It's probably an outlier. I agree. I'm not super concerned, but I will say it does go to show, you know, like as bad as the chiefs have been at times, they never got shut out. Like, there is a concern that, oh, like they can lose this way now. Like, cause we, cause we have a, a example of them not being able to score a single point. So um, you, you can't take that for it's what it's worth, happen. but you yeah, can't you, overreact yeah. to it either. Um, I'm right there with you. They're going to be in the playoff race and they're going to win this division. So you're not overly concerned unless that, you know what they actually, yeah, they are like a, barring a miracle, right? Cause like the, the saints would have to win out and they'd have to lose out.
1: Yes, pretty much at this point. So, and I'll say this, you know, um also I know it's New Orleans offense is Taysom Hill, but the, their defense still played really really well and only gave them nine good. points. Yeah. You know, so the, and the, and they're a team that again you saw in the playoffs last year, they won the Super Bowl because of their defense. So the, the it's I, again, I don't want to overreact, it was a weird game, that's for sure.
0: Yeah, and Ryan suck up and did miss a field goal, so it you know, you would ideally say it was a 9 to 3 game for the most part and then when you think about it in that <laughs> it respect so you're like wow they played that bad and they were only still within six points at the end of the game. So yeah, you could you could definitely throw that uh into the arena as well. To the four seed, the Arizona Cardinals who just, you know, a week and a half ago were the one seed and yeah. seemed to be in control of that first round bye. Now they're 10 and 4, two straight losses, this one coming to the Detroit Lions in which really they had no momentum in this one at all. They were down 17 to nothing at the half. Yeah, Jared Goff had a pretty solid game. They were able to get multiple running backs involved in this one, despite not having TJ Hawkinson and not having DeAndre Swift. Um, an impressive outing there for Detroit. And Kyler Murray, 23 of 41 for a touchdown. Uh, you know, no DeAndre Hopkins for them in this one. James Conner had his moments, but nothing crazy. They had Chase Edmonds back you really felt that they were going to do something in this game to inspire some confidence, even without Hopkins, because they're getting Edmonds back because, you know, Kirk and Ertz and green were healthy. This one's kind of, I guess, maybe in the same boat uh, in terms of not trying to over panic, but it's two in a row. And, you know, the way Detroit kind of made that offensive line look at times too. and, And granted, you know, Kyler put himself in some bad situations as well, but um, I don't know. How confident are you in the Cardinals here at this point, uh, given that they're on this little bit of a skid,
1: not confident. And I think it's more than a little bit of a skid, y- you know, they were what nine, and zero, eight eight, no, they were the last undefeated team. So if you take it as a whole, since they've started losing games, I think they're two and four over their last six now at this point. And I'll, I'll, I'll add on this. Now I know Kyler wasn't healthy for a lot of that. And D hop wasn't either. And they had some games with Colt McCoy. But again, that just goes to show you the the ups and downs of the NFL season. The Cardinals, they got punched in the mouth. And since the last time we recorded, last Monday afternoon, they've lost two games. So they, they're in a really different spot since the last time we talked. And, I, and I'll just say this. That's the type of loss after a bad loss where it's like they really lost two games to the Rams there. That Rams loss hit them so hard. You could tell all week they were not focus because the Detroit lions, we've said this all year. Yes. They've lost 11 games and they, you know, they, but they tied Pittsburgh for a reason. They beat Minnesota for a reason. They were within a, a couple of plays from beating uh, Baltimore. They were up early, big on green Bay in that game. They're a physical football team that is, that has some discipline and has some sort of identity and will hit you in the mouth. They are not the worst team in the league by far. And this is one of those, a great reminder to every NFL team that if you lose bat, if you lose and get, you know, you know, kind of knocked on your feet by a, a division rifle, like they did on Monday night football, you got to be careful. They, I mean, they were 13 point favorites and got absolutely rocked in Detroit and credit to Detroit for doing that to them. The Cardinals could very easily not only I think at this point, miss the playoffs at 10 and seven, they have um, the Cowboys, the Seahawks and the, and the the Colts uh, and the Colts. Next, next some hungry teams, or they could end up being 10 and seven and enter the playoffs on a five game losing streak as well. Like they are, they are, they have got to, they have got to, they don't have to beat the Colts. But they have got to show that they're back to the Cardinals and the fight against this Colts team because the Colts right now are a really good football team, despite their quarterback. It's weird. We'll talk about them. Uh, So, yeah, I I think there's some real concern in Arizona.
0: No question. I mean, they've got to turn things around. As you mentioned, these next two games in particular are going to be very important uh, for them. When you're talking about the Cowboys competing for that one seed, I mean, like, they're, they're not going to get any slouches here. So, yeah, they're going to have to turn it around quickly if they want to, you know, get back into that relevant situation in the NFC West. The Rams, as we mentioned, they have that game against the Seahawks on Tuesday. That is a big game because the Rams do have that potential then to push themselves right there with the Arizona Cardinals for the division. Uh, meanwhile, the 49ers are just a game back. They're now 8-6. and six yeah uh, after getting a win over the Falcons, so now, all of a sudden you're looking at this you know playoff picture, and it's like, man, you know three teams very likely from the n f c west are gonna make it here in the n f c standings um you know these final weeks are obviously gonna be big determining factors, but we mentioned the Saints crawling themselves into that seven seed, so that's where we stand right now in terms of rounding out those playoff standings, and in the n f c you know Washington has an opportunity here um to I think if Washington wins, they'll jump the Saints into the seventh seed. I might be wrong. I don't so know. So let what me the, do the little what their NFC thing. standing is.
1: Let me do the little I'm on the uh, predictor. Yes, the Vikings
0: are in a similar position as well. They're in the ninth seed. So if they beat the Bears. Then if, they, the Vikings, they have a
1: shot. if the Vikings win tonight and the football team. So I'm. this is what I just did. I'm on the ESPN playoff machine. Shout out them. They should sponsor me because I spend more time on them than I do working at work. I have right now. I just put in the, it doesn't matter. We're talking AFC. I put in the Raiders being the Browns, the Vikings being the bears football team, beating the Eagles and the Rams beating the Seahawks. If that goes down, Rams will be 10 and four, fifth seed uh, Niners, eight and six, six seed football team over the go. state. But if the Eagles win then the Minnesota Vikings are in at seven and seven. But if the Eagles win and the Bears win, the Eagles are still in. Gotcha. So the Saints. So the Saints are in a tough spot because Vikings. they don't have. They're yeah. behind the Vikings, the Eagles, and the football team right now from the ESPN playoff machine ranking and all that fun stuff. Now, gotcha. I, I firmly, I, I got a good feeling about um, the Bears winning. And the Eagles winning, which we'll talk about later. So I think by this time on, on Wednesday, we'll be looking at the Eagles actually in that seventh seed, but that's just me.
0: So looking to the AFC, Mark, uh, the Chiefs jumped to two spots to claim the one seed that was currently yeah. being fought between the Patriots and the Titans at the time. Obviously the Patriots lost to the Colts, Titans lost to the Steelers, Chiefs beat the Chargers on Thursday night football. That was a great game, probably the best, Game of the weekend next to the Packers Ravens game, like those Agreed. were the two good football battles. Everything else was kind of a stinker across the board. Chiefs, though, jump up two spots, they got the one seed now. And you know, this is what we had talked about not overly panicking on the Chiefs too during the yeah. struggles because they could turn it on any moment, and all of a sudden they're the most terrifying team. This was a Kelsey game, a, a Hill game, a, a Mahomes game, all of them were dynamite, and we saw what happens with that. Not even a great effort from the chargers could overcome what Kansas city was able to do in that one. I mean, Herbert looked great. um, But Patrick Mahomes just looks better, you know, in this game. And it was like for them to fend off the chargers late in that game and, and get the scoring drives that they needed. Very impressive stuff. And, you know, now the chiefs are, you know, in a good spot to kind of control their destiny
1: rewind in your brains to that moment when Deshaun Watson and the Houston Texans had a 24, nothing lead over the Kansas city chiefs in the playoffs a couple of years ago. Right. Mm -hmm. And then Kansas city came back and put up like 40 straight points in like two quarters. That's when that was the the, uh, final establishing moment where we all said, and since that moment, I think is the moment where we all just agree. Like, okay, if you have Patrick Mahomes, Kelsey and Hill, the game is never over. There was a small stretch of the season, the beginning the first seven games, there were three and four. We were really questioning that. We, and we legitimately could because we had seven games of evidence where it's like, okay, we have seven games of evidence to combat what we just have programmed in our brains. But over the past seven games on their seven-game win streak, it's reset that kind of, okay, back to the defense really playing well, but the offense can still score, do what they did. And this then... Felt again like there were times where the Chiefs were down big in this game. They got up, they got down, and then Mahomes did what he did in the fourth quarter that felt like those Mahomes teams of the last couple of years since that playoff win against the Texans. I'll say this: the Chiefs fans and the Packers fans feeling have to feel amazing right now. Things just fell their way. I mean, they their teams got the two decisive great game wins of the weekend. And the two teams around them—the Patriots, the Titans, the Bucks, and the Cardinals—they fell flat in their face. And even the teams that uh, are, you know they could be maybe worried about a little bit, who you know weren't um, really on the radar, the Cowboys, the Bengals, while they won, neither of them looked convincing in their wins. So if you're a Chiefs and you're a Packers fan this morning, you got to feel really good. I'll say this about the Chargers. I predicted the Chargers to be the seventh seed in the AFC and to make it in. So they're right on track for how I felt. You can get emotional on the roller coaster of game by game. But remind yourself, it's a second-year quarterback who's doing things that we haven't seen ever done by a two-year quarterback in NFL history as far as the only guy to ever go rookie year, sophomore year, 30 plus touchdown passes. And he's blowing away. I talked to us on my Saturday show. He's blowing away the numbers that Andrew Luck put up as a rookie. Uh, He, you know, he's doing things that you're, that you're just like, what is going on? And he's doing the rookie head coach that we really believe in. So I don't want to panic about the chargers and let's be honest. The chargers are going to be the little brother in that they're going to have to win wildcard games that's just it. They're in a division with the Chiefs. You're gonna have to win wild card games. Uh, that's the, the the you know that's the at, talk to the the Texans, the Titans, and the Jags with Peyton Manning in their division for how many years? Yeah. Talk the to Bills, the... the talk to the Chiefs for all those years when Peyton Manning was in Denver and Alex Smith. You're just gonna have to win wild card games. Uh, you talk to the to the Jets, the Bills, the, the you know the the Dolphins with with uh, Tom Brady. That's just what happens when you have a generational guy. Um, so don't want to panic with the chargers. I still think the chargers can win playoff games, and uh, and they put up a, they may be the most equipped team to beat Kansas City, you know what right, I mean? They right, right. Yeah, pay. I mean, it
0: did take overtime for Kansas City yeah. to win, and it was a, a you know, whatever it was 60 yard touchdown from Kelsey. Yeah. You know, if you make some tackles. I mean, it was bad tackling on that play. If they make tackles, you know, maybe the Chargers do when they get, they were that close. They were that but close.
1: But Dan, the Chiefs have every, they're in a good spot to have a 10 game win streak and a, and yeah. a, a one number one overall seed. They have the Steelers at home next week. Uh, then they have, um, where, where are they at? Uh, then they are at Cincinnati. That's going to be a massive game. And I think they should flex that game into something primetime. And then I'm sure they will like the yeah. final week of the season. The Chiefs are in Denver, which at this point, at, you know, Denver, especially Teddy now probably missing a week or two uh, with the concussion are probably going to be out at that point in time. So they they have a they're in a really good spot, uh, you know, two big games the uh, against AFC North opponents over the next two weeks. And if they could take care of business that the, the Chiefs will be uh, the, the road to the uh, Super Bowl could once again go through Arrowhead.
0: Yeah, it looks like it won't be through Gillette despite that um, seeming yeah. for maybe about two weeks um, <laughs> to, be, yeah. to be the way. Look, I, they're a good football team, the New England Patriots are. I don't think there's any question about that. They, but but the, their problem has become like they they're not winning in a, a variety of ways. This is a team that cannot play from behind because they just don't have the firepower to do it. Yeah. And, we, and especially against an, an adept defense on the opposite side. If they're playing a weak defense, uh, then maybe they have a, a chance to do that. They can run the football, but they weren't able to get that going because the Colts defense uh, played really good in this game. You know, the fourth quarter is when the Patriots scored, scored all 17 of their points. Um, now they're, they, they are the two seed. But yeah. yes, at that point, it was, um, you know, starting to, you know, just become apparent that it was going to take too much time for them to get uh, over that hump. And then obviously Jonathan Taylor, you know, breaks out that uh, ADR touchdown run to kind of seal things late in this one for the Colts. It has been a, a really great couple of weeks for the Colts um, who were uh-huh. on the outside looking in and now they are one game out from claiming the division away from Tennessee. But Let's stick with the Patriots right now for, for the, at that two seed there at nine and five. They're still obviously in a very good position to win the division. But, you know, obviously the Bills are, are, you know, ready to take advantage of any slip-ups here. And the Patriots have now had a couple games here where they haven't looked so hot, especially on offense. They haven't been able to control the line of scrimmage. That might be a problem for them here in the two seed. I'm not so sure they should feel very comfortable there. Uh, as of right now, I'm, I think we're all comfortable. They're going to make the playoffs though. It's just whether or not they're actually going to take this division from the bills because the bills are going to come back. They're not going to go down without fighting. You know,
1: I think you've missed one huge thing. And, and, and I, and I think that to me, it's the thing that's most concerning is bill Belichick never gets embarrassed like this in the sense where what does Bill Belichick always do really well? He's a defensive head coach that looks at your offense and takes away what you do really well. And he could not take away Jonathan Taylor. And Jonathan Taylor beat him single-handedly still in that game, especially yep. with the ceiling big run. That, to me, is the, is, is the concern. Because you're you is, if this was Mac Jones's eighth year in the league and he had already won a Super Bowl, I'd look at this game and go, all right, one-off. Okay, Mac, you know what I mean? Like, if we've seen things... But Mac, I don't want, I'm not going to freak out of Mac Jones in the offense. He's a bleeping rookie. And I mean, he's going to have games like this. It's a good Colts defense. It's a well coached Frank Wright, head coach. Very game. good team. I called this game on my show on Saturday. Go back and listen to it. I felt really good about this. Just there was something about the Colts, the way they're playing. And they are so, their offensive line is so physical. They're and dominant. And Nelson and what they do, and their defense is getting healthy, playing right. Darius Leonard's a freak. Uh, and and they're a well-coached team at home. Frank Reich is is one of these coaches we don't talk about enough in the NFL. And uh, listen, Carson Wentz tried to give that game away, and the Colts I still. Won. That's I the mean, only if, concerning thing for
0: the Colts yeah. is like they're going to have to lean into Jonathan Taylor and the defense. Yeah. That's going to be their formula, and then maybe they get a couple nice deep shots from Carson at the but, right and, times. You know, and so
1: I, for the for the Patriots, I still feel the Patriots are a playoff team. They don't have it easy. I mean, they have the Bills game next week is huge. Huge. Uh, and game. then and then they, you know, the Patriots have they host the Jags. That should be an easy win. And then they um where are they at the in the final week? Uh bu- 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 the Patriots I didn't have it up yet. Oh, uh, they're in Mo- um, they're in Miami. So Okay. They, the Patriots could miss the playoffs.
0: Yeah, and they don't play very well in Miami. Like no. historically.
1: And Miami's playing really good football right now. So that Jags game is yep. huge. And the bills game is big. I mean, they've got to win two of three because of all the other teams in the AFC, uh, the wild card being so close, they don't have, you know, so they've got to win two of three. Can they do it? I think so. I would try. I mean, but there it's, they haven't made it easy for themselves now with this, with hosting Buffalo, hosting the Jags at Miami. Um, it's going to be, it's going to be tight, especially because Buffalo, and we'll talk about this, their schedule after the, the Patriots game next week is really easy. They got to win two of three. We feel like they can do that. As we've mentioned before, uh, for the Colts though, I feel confident about the Colts now at Arizona. There's no reason why they can't win that game. Then they host the Raiders. There's no reason why they can't win that game. Then they're at Jacksonville. So the Colts could be in a three-game win streak, and they would need it to win their division because remember, they have to be a game up on Tennessee because Tennessee's two and zero against them. So uh, they their schedule is playing out for Indianapolis. It's going to be a huge game for them at Arizona next week.
0: Yeah, and Tennessee's banged up. It looks like Julio Jones will be done uh, pr- probably for the year. You know they're not going to get Derrick Henry back to the playoffs unless they if they yeah. make it there. So the Colts have an opportunity to take advantage right now in the five seed at eight and six. The Titans dropped one spot down to nine and 5 there, They're uh, tied with the Patriots, but they are the three seed here. They fall yeah. to the Steelers in a pretty ugly game. Overall Titans offense, all out of sorts, a lot of turnovers. Obviously that was the, you know, difference maker in this one really for Tennessee. Uh, you know, Tannehill did not have a good game. Uh, the receivers dropping passes you had yeah. Yeah, just all sorts of issues for them on that front. They ran the ball. All right. But um, overall, kind of a sloppy game and Tennessee really needed to have that one. Obviously it was big for Pittsburgh to stay in the fight. Cause if they lost that one, it's pretty much season over. Um, and so for Pittsburgh stays alive, but now Tennessee falters and, you know, they're in a spot now it was a 19 to 13 game. They were shut out the second half. You know, Tennessee is going to have to make an, a, a very quick turnaround. There's no real estate left here. I mean, you don't, this is the point of season. You don't have room for these things.
1: You're absolutely right. And we were just mentioning it. The, the way the records are playing on out here, every single team that's not Kansas city in the AFC playoff picture. That's currently in new England, Tennessee, Cincinnati, Indy, LA, the chargers Buffalo, they, and, and Baltimore, they all need to win two of three to get in. If you win two of your three and you, you're any of those teams, And a lot of them are playing each other. So that's what makes this also crazy. Yeah. If you, you say to yourself, every single one of those seven teams I just listed, you win two of three, you're in, here's the, the thing. If you're Cleveland, Pittsburgh, you need to win out and get a little help and you're Miami and Denver and the Raiders, you need to win out and get a little help. So they all can control their destiny so, none you know, so it, it, it's currently in the playoff picture, but the problem is they all a lot of them play each other. This AFC picture is wild, and I don't. And Tennessee's one of those teams that they had a chance to lock up a playoff spot with a win in Pittsburgh, and they would have gotten to that 10 wins because we talked about that 10 win mark being so important to lock in a playoff spot in the AFC. They couldn't do it, and now they are backs against the wall. And they are, they host a red hot San Francisco team. Then they are uh, hosting a red hot Miami team. And then they're in, uh, in, uh, in Houston. So a divisional opponent, never easy. And Houston's playing really well. Like Davis Mills has come alive. So you're, you're banged up and your backs are, and now a little bit against the wall. So good luck to the Titans. I don't feel confident about the Titans right now.
0: I don't think they're not going to hang on to that three seed. Um, I I think the Colts are going to end up winning this division at this point. The Titans are, you know, progressively getting worse. The Colts are getting better at the right time. And it's all about timing really when it comes down to the national football league Titans, you know, still very well could make the playoffs, but they're, they're in trouble. The, the Bengals are there the four seed, the final division winner as they leapfrog a, a lot of people, they move up five spots from being out of the playoff picture to now the four seed uh, they are first in the AFC North, pretty tough win over the Denver Broncos. Meanwhile, uh, Teddy Bridgewater, by the way, went down and looked scary. Uh, same with Donald Parham from the chargers. Uh, both are expected to be okay. Everyone said yes. they're all right, but uh, concussions likely going to keep those two players out for at least the next week. Um, but good to know that, that they're going to be okay moving forward. Uh, but the Bengals, yeah, huge win. Only one touchdown scored in this one. Jamar chase was completely Rendered, uh, you know, not a factor. Joe Mixon wasn't a factor in this one, so the Broncos, despite being able to shut all that down, the Bengals found a way to overcome it, and it was an extremely important game. They get the win there. And now, Mark, that was important for many reasons, but one being the remaining schedule is so difficult that you needed to get everyone you could get at the front end. They take on the Ravens, Chiefs, and the season at the Browns, who can certainly want to play, and they got to win
1: two of three. Like we said, they have got to win, and two, that's going to be tough. That is going to be tough, but it they can is. do it. it. They can. And you know what i what I respect about the Bengals team again, even if they only win one of those three and they miss the playoffs at nine and at, at uh, nine and eight, they have overperformed where their projection would be immensely. And this was the type of win that you like to see from a Bengals. Where the sense that we know their offense can score and we know their offense can be prolific at times. And Joe Burrow is such a bright young quarterback in this league. And you and any organization would be lucky to have him. But they found a way to grind out a win against a really tough, hard-nosed Denver team and a well-coached Denver team at that. And uh, you know, credit to them on the road in mile high and you know, you hate to see it. Teddy go down with an injury. Uh, very thankful that him and Parham, uh, it, it, it's just concussions and they'll battle back. Your guy, Friermuth, second concussion, what, in like three weeks as well? Yeah, yeah he took a tough shot. A, a real issue uh, right now, the NFL. You know, and part of it is it's crazy. You see guys, some of these these concussions, the one for Bridgewater and Parnum. The tight end for the Rams, uh, I mean, not the Rams, excuse me, the um, uh, uh, Chargers. Yep. Chargers. They're so athletic and they're moving so fast. You see these guys leaping in the air. They were both non contact, like just the way they fell because they're falling so high and so far. Uh, it's scary stuff to see. And, um, and I, I mean, that's something I just don't know how the NFL it's not, that's not, you know, hit stick, you know, Ray Lewis concussions. That's, right. No,
0: it's just falling to the ground. And, it is.
1: And so, uh, and so uh, it's scary stuff, but uh, credit to the Bengals Again, the Bengals are the Titans right now. I actually love the way the Bengals are playing promise. Their schedule is insane. And I, and I don't love the way the Titans are playing, but their schedule is, it is also very tough. They could be the odd ones out when you look at this and maybe a Baltimore uh, and a, uh, a Baltimore sneaks in there and who else, uh, you know, I mean, they- the Dolphins
0: could, the Steelers could because of that tie, you know, if the Steelers end up with, if the Steelers yeah. somehow run the table, I don't think that's the case, but if they do, uh, then they're, you know, a six loss team, a six loss yeah. team, you would think is for sure getting in.
1: Yeah, but, it'll be interesting. It'll be fascinating to see. But either way, a great win for the Bengals to stay alive and give themselves a fighting chance to the last week.
0: Yeah. Uh, then we had obviously the Colts that we mentioned at the five seed, the Chargers there at the six seed, and the Bills rounding it out as the seven yeah. seed. All eight and six teams, and we mentioned this crazy AFC. I mean, the, the, the Bills br- are the bar- ones.
1: Oh yeah, We, we talked and we talked about this with the Bills before. Again, they're two. They they've got to win two of three. After that, after week 16 against the bill against the Patriots, they, they host Atlanta. That's a W and they, yeah. and they, then, and then the jets, right. And then <laughs> they host the jets. So, you know, the bills are two or three. I feel very confident about them finding a spot. Now, whether it's winning their division or not, I don't know, but I feel confident about them finding a spot. The chargers are another one. They are at the Texans next week. Then. Um, they uh, host Denver, and they are at the Raiders. So I feel confident about them finding a way to win two of three in that in that stretch as well. So uh, in all of this madness in the AFC, there's three teams I feel really confident about locking up spots. It's Kansas City, Buffalo, and LA, the Chargers. The other teams, their schedules are brutal, and we just got to see they're going to all be- beat each other up and see who can uh, who can find a way to weasel into the playoffs.
0: Yep, that's going to be obviously a race worth uh, keeping an eye on, especially in the AFC, as we mentioned. Um, I think everyone from the 12-seed Broncos up to the 8-seed Ravens, they're all just separated by one game. Yeah, And uh, so a lot of things can fall a lot of different ways. And uh, glad to see that they're all kind of battling each other these final weeks. Should be super exciting there. Let's, uh, let's talk about the MVP race real quick, Mark, yeah. because there's probably some shifting there as well. Now, it's been Tom Brady over the past several weeks uh, as the front runner, and he remains the front runner currently, according to Fox Sports Bet and most betting outlets, um, at plus 120 to win the MVP. But the way he performed this week against the New Orleans Saints, in contrast with how Aaron Rodgers played uh, against the Ravens, You got to feel like this one's getting a lot tighter. And then not to mention, say the Colts end up winning this division, they're going to have done so behind the legs of Jonathan Taylor, who, while not a quarterback, I mean, there's, you know, without Derrick Henry in the league right now, he is the, the one running back that you would say clearly is the biggest reason for their team's success.
1: So I will say this as of right now, if I had a vote, it would go to Jonathan Taylor. I mean, he is, and I have the stats here on Jonathan Taylor. Would in you his,
0: give it to him if they just make the playoffs? Like, say they're a seven seed. Like in your mind, it's not necessarily tied to that as much. Like, if they win the division, I think it makes a better case for him.
1: Well, but here's he, the but, thing, Dan. Yeah, they have eight wins. The only time the Colts have won a game this year, he's gone over a hundred yards. In their six losses, he hasn't gone over a hundred yards he also has the benefit of look at the quarterback play in the playoffs right now. If you look at the quarterback play in the playoffs right now, there's only you argue two people who have a worse quarterback situation than him. And I I'd honestly only argue one person and that's the saints. I mean, Carson Wentz is clearly the worst quarterback in the AFC playoff race right now. Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Justin Herbert, Mac Jones, uh, Tannehill, the, the way Tannehill
0: is playing, you know, not Tanael great, right but I now, would agree. You
1: still trust him more than you would trust Carson Wentz. Yeah, you could. Joe Burrow being the other. And in the NFC, it's not even close. He's, he's by far besides the saints, the worst situation. So there in the modern NFL, where you need a quarterback to be playing at a prolific level, to have a chance to win at a high level, the Colts have eight wins in all eight of those wins. Jonathan Taylor's gone over a hundred yards. He's at 1500 yards and 17 touchdowns rushing. He has uh, 336 receiving yards and two touchdowns. So he's closing in on 2,000 total yards and 19 touchdowns with still three games remaining. So as of right now, I I think he's the MVP. Um, The NFL has not given the running back anyone but a quarterback the MVP since 2007, except for that Adrian Peterson 2012 year. And I will say this, this also puts it into perspective how different the NFL is. There's only one other running back right now that has over a thousand yards rushing. That's Joe Mixon at 1,094. So he's got 500 more yards than that's crazy. I didn't
0: realize that. That's
1: wild. It's an insane stat. And I also just think it's because if the Colts now, granted, the Colts have a tough schedule ahead, they're at Arizona and then they host the Raiders and then they end the season at the Jaguars. Uh, If they win out, And they win their division. And Jonathan Taylor has 100 yards rushing each of those games. So that stat then goes to 11 wins, 11 times he's rushed for 100 yards. At that point in time, you'd be arguing he's close to 2,000 yards rushing, probably over 20 rushing TDs with, say, another 100 receiving yards and maybe another receiving touchdown. Especially Green Bay, Aaron Rodgers, you know, would have to – Aaron Rodgers, here's my problem with it. Tom Brady had it in his hands, and he really is l- m- giving me the case to make for Jonathan Taylor because, yeah, Aaron Rodgers is a thousand yards behind Tom Brady in yards, he's like seven or six or seven touchdowns behind Tom Brady, even though Brady has like 10 more interceptions than Aaron Rodgers. Um, I just don't see the NFL giving Rodgers back to back MVPs when Green Bay overround has just been such a physical football team and they have weapons. I mean, he has a Devontae Adams. He has a really good running game, two good running backs and a defense. that's playing the best for green Bay and and for, and for Aaron Rodgers' tenure since he won the super bowl, you know, it's, it's not as good of a storyline as Jonathan Taylor right now is the only reason the Colts, it would be one thing if the Colts had like Justin Herbert, you're like, okay, well, they also have a star quarterback that's playing really well. They don't have that at all. They have a, a, a guy who's trying to resurrect his career, and he's not doing a very good job at it. Yes. Uh, he is the story in, 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 uh, in Indy, and uh, right now I think it's the best storyline for them to be the MVP, and I truly believe as far as the teams in the playoffs, any team in the playoffs, if you take away their best player, they're not a playoff team, but Jonathan Taylor's doing it in, a, in an era that it just – it's not right when you look at everyone else and what they're doing.
0: Yeah, I would agree. I mean, if if things kind of go according to plan the rest of the way, um, I would certainly want him in there. It's just from the fact uh, it's what I want and would choose versus what I think the NFL will do. And I think the NFL just doesn't want a running back as the uh, league MVP for whatever reason. And I think they want the story of Tom Brady being 45 years old you know, winning the MVP. I mean, he's first in the league in touchdowns and yards, fourth in passer rating. Meanwhile, uh, Rodgers is first in passer rating, but uh, just top 10 in those other two categories. Jonathan yeah. Taylor, meanwhile, pacing all running backs in pretty much every category there. So, and, and I do think, like, that he means more to the Colts this year. Like, it's there's no question that he means that much to the Colts based on what they've been able to do. This is a completely different team without Jonathan Taylor at the helm. It is interesting to ponder, but I think those are absolutely the clear three front runners right now. Whereas three weeks ago, Kyler Murray seemed like he was going to be the guy, right? Or maybe more yeah. like a month ago, but um, those things can shift a lot. And, you know, if Tom Brady has another dud. Then all of a sudden, you know, that this becomes wide open. Well,
1: Tom has everything in front of him to put up big stats. I mean, they're he does. at he, Carolina. He's, he's, he's... And then they're, um, and then uh, where are they? Then they're at the Jets and then they're home against Carolina. Same for Aaron Rodgers. He hosts the Browns next week on Christmas day, national TV, say he puts up three touchdowns, 300 yards in a win against Cleveland. Uh, and then they are, and then the green Bay um, hosts the Vikings. And then they end the season at Detroit. Um, which I don't think they'll be resting him at that point in time because you just don't know where the one seed will be, and it's too. You want to make sure you have it locked up. So both of them have an opportunity, easy opportunities in front of them and national audiences to reclaim the storylines, and I think it's a great storyline for either quarterback to win it. Aaron Rodgers back-to-back. Will he leave Green Bay after winning back-to-back? NFC, uh, uh, excuse me, back-to-back number one overall seeds and back-to-back uh, MVPs. That's an incredible storyline for the NFL. And same with, uh, with Brady, but I do believe firmly there will be a lot of, a lot of buzz. If Jonathan Taylor and the Colts win out and he rushes for a hundred yards in each one of those games and gets a couple more touchdowns, gets over 20 touchdowns rushing. That's a huge number for rushing touchdowns. I mean, that's LT type of stuff. Uh, and he gets close to 2000 yards and the Colts win the division. With Carson Wentz playing the way he's played, I think there's a large beating drum for him to be the MVP. Um and and give one of the quarterbacks the offensive player of the year. You know what I mean? And flip, right, right, you No, know, right. but but who knows at this point? It's, it's the NFL. I just think, especially with how far away he'll be from the second with Joe Mixon, it's crazy, dude. <laughs> yeah, Look like how much that. you
0: separate yourselves from your contemporaries. Yeah. And it's pretty wild.
1: So many of the big backs have been injured this year. Henry's out, Dalva Cook's in and out. Kamara missed time. Christian McCaffrey's out. Saquon Saquon yeah. is just not returned to form, and he's missed time with the injury. And then here you have Jonathan Taylor, who's exploded and has been a workhorse and has played in every game.
0: Yeah, there, there's absolutely a case for him uh, not just the best running back in the NFL, but the the best player uh, playing right now, and it's uh it's impressive in just his sophomore campaign. So good stuff there. Yeah. Uh, you got a Super Bowl plane update for us. So let's see where, where we're at on that.
1: I do. I've thinned it out. You know, we only have to do this a couple more times. It ends of the regular season. So we've taken off from Dallas. And we're landing in Arizona just in time to watch the Cardinals plummet. Um, <laughs> so the, I, the update is from last week, only one team was removed from first class. Uh, and uh, sorry, two teams removed from first class and no teams added. Uh, the Patriots and the Cardinals were both removed from first class. Um, and that has to do with the fact that the Cardinals since then, we've lost two games since then, you know, this, we last time we did Super Bowl playing the Cardinals were 10 and two. Uh, so they're, you know, 10 and four now, and they've just looked physically dominated in both games, which is obviously very concerning. And what did I say to oh last week when we did this before the Cardinals played the Rams? The Cardinals' only chance, in my opinion, to get to the Super Bowl was hosting the, the road to the NFC. Them on the road yeah. in Tampa, them on the road in Green Bay, on the road in Dallas or in L.A. You just don't trust the young Cardinals team in that way. A uh, Young quarterback, young head coach with a lot of veteran players, obviously. Uh, so they're up. So it's the Packers, Bucks, Chiefs. Right now, those are the only three co- teams I feel comfortable saying I would bet money that they would win the Super Bowl. No other teams do I feel comfortable saying, I will bet my money they would win the Super Bowl. And that's what first class is all about. Business class is the Rams and the Cowboys. That means multiple, I trust they could win multiple playoff games. I feel really good about the Rams right now doing that. And since the Cowboys uh, are getting themselves all the way up to the second seed, I feel good about them doing that as well. The Cowboys need to avoid the Rams and and uh, and and find themselves a way to get that uh, that seven seed. The Cowboys can win multiple playoff games if they avoid the Rams and the Niners in the wild card. I really believe that. Uh, in Dallas, their their defense just playing really really well, and Dak won't turn the ball over. Will Dak be special? I don't know, but he won't make the big mistake. I know that about Dak. So I do feel confident now. The Cowboys can win multiple playoff games. Um, and then standby again, these are all, these to me are playoff teams, but I just don't know. I just don't trust them to win multiple games right now. And that's the cards and the Patriots. They are the leaders of that pack. And then the Colts, Bengals, Bills, and Niners. They all feel like playoff teams to me. Notice I don't have the Titans. I don't have the Bengals teams I talked about. Obviously don't have the Saints in there. And, um, and, and so those are just teams. I just don't right now feel confident at all. Uh, seeing are going to win multiple playoff games, but those are teams I feel confident are playoff teams right now
0: for the bills. Is it mainly because of their one dimensional approach? Well,
1: yeah. And Josh Allen did not look healthy. I mean, that ain't that foot, no. whatever it was, he was not running the way he, you know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Like and if Josh Allen is limping into the playoffs, literally on a, on a, on a, you know, on a foot that he should be able to get two to three weeks of rest and then you know what I mean? If this was week five, he wouldn't be playing for a couple of weeks, but they've put themselves in a bad spot. And right. if you're not, yeah. if you're talking about a non-healthy Josh Allen, now Singletary ran the ball better and they established some of that. But again, I have to see multiple weeks of that. The bills can put themselves easily back into business class or first class. The way the season ends, they, they have it in front of them. Because if they can run the ball and, and, and host playoff games in Buffalo and take the division back from new England, I'll feel much better about Buffalo.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't disagree there at all. So it's will um, this will be interesting to see kind of how things uh, form on that plane, particularly next week. Cause we mentioned next week has, yeah. so, has a lot of intriguing matchups within the division and I mean, some teams might completely put themselves out of the playoffs next week in terms of that picture and how things yeah. are going to form there. Yeah. So um... –
1: so, yeah, Dan, it be great. four, four games here rem- uh, remaining. Obviously, yes. the Browns and the and the and the and the Raiders are happening right now as a recording, so I don't really yeah. want to touch on that. I, and I I haven't looked, but I trust the Raiders just because the Browns are, I think still down to their third quarterback. Right? It's Nick correct Mullen.
0: Nick Mullen and no Kevin Stefanski either for so, them. This so, if you're week, watching so. on
1: the YouTube, I'm repping my Bears Miller Lite Ugly Christmas sweater. Looks I love, lovely. I love the Bears tonight to win and to score over 19 and a half. Hosting Minnesota primetime, Kirk Cousins stinks, Bears at home, Justin Fields primetime, Matt Nagy all alone, no <laughs> blazer. they're out with COVID. I, I He just loved Matt Nagy to just sniff to find a way to, to try to keep his job alive. I just love the Bears. I mean, it's mainly I hate Kirk Cousins in primetime, and I love Justin Fields at home. The Bears defense plays better at home. Uh, but how do you feel about the other games? I I actually like the Eagles and I like the Rams and the Bears, so I like the Bears, Ram, uh, Eagles, and Rams.
0: Well, at first I like the Vikings, and the the one and only reason for that is the Bears' and actives list in terms of that <laughs> secondary man. Oh, no Eddie brutal. Jackson, no Jalen Johnson. I mean, yeah, that
1: hurts against you're, against a, a Justin against Jefferson, Jefferson and
0: yeah, I that's the one thing that concerns me. I will say Justin Fields have been playing a lot better, and I think he's um, he's clearly showing. Uh, a lot of improvements so that would be you know the concern there for Minnesota but i would take minnesota in this game albeit a close one um i i have the rams at home over the seahawks and i have i actually have the eagles winning this game at home with uh, i believe jalen hurts is returning is he not i believe he's going to play this week
1: I think uh, um, so. I just yeah, like, and- I just trust the Eagles to be able to score more than the football team, even though they're both wild teams and and that, and this will be huge for, I mean, they play each other now twice. So, I mean, there's a, this is, it's not yep. going to be said and done between these two teams, but I I just trust the Eagles at home and that's part of it too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, that that's kind of where I would go with that. And they're both physical teams. It'll be a, probably a slug fest, uh, but Kyle yeah. Sanders comes back healthy too. And, there are just some elements to that, that I would give the advantage to Philly. Um, so yeah, uh, with the Rams getting a win, that should make things very interesting because that would be win number 10 for them on the season. And then all of a sudden they're tied right there with the Cardinals and uh, all things are kind of thrown out the window in terms of how that division will pan out. So uh, this should be a good next couple of days. We get treated to two games uh, each of these days and then no Wednesday or Friday, but Thursday, you know, so it's, we're off and running with a, a lot of football on a lot of days here coming up. So we are next week's show. will be, uh, will be jam packed. Once again, looking forward to that one. Anything else Mark, or We just ready to close it out.
1: No, sounds good to me. We will, uh, we'll have to uh, just wait and see. It's crazy. We got football month, two games, Monday, two games, Tuesday back on Thursday. Uh, and then we just keep rolling.
0: Do we have it Saturday this week as well? Yeah. Again? Christmas day. Yeah. Packers, so yeah. Christmas uh, day. There you go. There's so two
1: it, games. I think there's Packers. Is it bills Patriots and Packers? I, I don't know. We'll look at it, but I'm pretty sure there's, I'm pretty sure there's at least two games.
0: Yeah. It looks like uh two games. It's going to be Browns at Packers Colts at Cardinals on Saturday, Christmas day.
1: Oh, so
0: yeah. Okay. Browns Packers is the early window Colts Cardinals is the evening. And, um, so, yeah, I mean, that Colts Cardinals game will be interesting to watch, and obviously, in Thursday's
1: Niners at Tennessee. So we got a lot of yeah. good games coming on up here.
0: Yeah, we might have a lot of information going into the Sunday slate already as to, like, yeah. who needs to win and all this stuff. Yeah, that'll that'll be enticing stuff right there. It will. Uh, as we begin to close out the regular season. But, all right, awesome. Well, it's Christmas week, and, uh, you know, happy holidays. Merry Christmas, everybody. Hope you all enjoyed. And, uh We will see you back here next week. Hope your presents are great. And we will hopefully give you the gift that keeps on giving with the football lounge next Monday.